0: God's plan for my life, or how could I even know His will? How could I tell what He wants me to do or or discover what I'm called to be a part of in this world? If you're asking these questions, we want to invite you into a conversation of learning more about how God calls His people for His purpose. I'm glad we can continue the conversation about calling, how God calls His people for His purpose, and you are entering into a three-part series, Hmm. and we are recording the third part of the three part. So this is only going to make sense if it's in the context of everything we've already been talking (laughs) about. Uh, And on on the mic, talking about calling today, we got Yvonne.
1: What's up? The sound effects for me just now?
0: Sound effects, that's right. And uh, I'm Scott, Discipleship Pastor at, at Resonate, and I'm excited to do this because deep Deep in our belief at Resonate is the idea that God wants to use every single believer, mm-hmm. every single person. That's right. That if you're a part of the body of Christ, he has a plan for you. And, and he has a voice. And he loves you. And he wants to speak to you. Mm. And so that we get to be a part of helping people on this journey, learning how to hear him, to discern his voice and even to find a way to walk in obedience to all the things that he has. So uh, that's, that's really the premise. And uh, just going back uh, because it's a three part series to catch it all, you'd have to go to part one, which Mm -hmm. we're talking about the definition of calling Yep. because it's a very nebulous thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But for our purposes, we're just defining that uh, calling is when who God made you to be is discovered in community and lived for his purpose. So when he when he's made you, and then you discover that, and it's lived for him, and there's something in that that is actually the most fulfilling for all of us. Yeah. So um, part, the second part, mm-hmm. what did we talk about? We, we talked about the four, four steps and we gave the first two steps.
1: Yeah, so we jumped into, cause the discipleship team together, we created this tool where it was to help disciples, disciple makers to Really just diagnose like where you're at in this journey of calling because it is a really nebulous journey. And so just to know that there are different stages of it is just super helpful. Yeah.
0: Sort of what to anticipate. Yeah. If you're walking on a trail, Mm -hmm. what are you going to see?
1: Yeah. Look for these on ramps. Look for these signs, this gas station on the left, those kinds of things.
0: Sign number one was awakening. Uh So just like becoming uh, aware of the possibility that there's something God wants for you. Yeah. And then the second part, discovery. Mm Mm-hmm was how in community and through trial and error we're starting to figure out like some of the things that God's put on our heart and and just even uh, discovering uh, what God's gifting and wiring is.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. and then today we're going to round it out with stages three and four, and that third one is joy, this idea of, gosh, I have gotten to try all kinds of crazy things and some not-so-crazy things, and I feel... So alive that, gosh, God created me to do this thing, to be this person. And I just feel joy from that. Yeah. And, and it's like, yeah, that joy of being used and you just feel like you, could, you want to surrender things to hone that, that you're willing to enter productive struggle. And then the, the last stage four is activation mm-hmm. where you have been just sitting in that joy and you're like, but wait, as I have been in scripture and I'm getting to know who Jesus is, it's never just for me. Mm-hmm. It's actually for him, but for other people. And so I want other people to experience this wonderful thing, the joy of being used. And so I want to walk with as many people as I can to equip them to do that very thing.
0: Yeah, that's right. Now, it's interesting that we're talking about the third step, Mm -hmm. which is joy. Yeah. But I I imagine a lot of people listening uh, don't they might say, I'm not experiencing joy. Mm. I want to obey God, but yeah. I'm not experiencing him. Why Why did we land on joy as a stage, like something that you would experience, like something you should anticipate on the trail, I guess, yeah. if you're walking? Why Why did we think joy would be a part of that journey?
1: Well, I think even b- before that, what comes to mind is just to kind of give a nod to what joy is Mm, that joy isn't simply just this happy 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 positive feeling all the time yeah but it's this inner contentment and peace that this is it i know that sounds even so very like nebulous still um but it, yeah, it's you feel the sense of satisfaction and fulfillment. Yeah. And so when we say joy, that's what we're talking yeah. about.
0: Yeah. I like that you're talking about something deeper. Mm-hmm. Like there might be other emotions on top. And so, like, oh, I feel happy about this circumstance. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you feel scared, mm-hmm. or, or maybe you feel burdened like there might be different emotions you're yes. having but there's a deeper current underneath that yeah that is this pervasive joy mm-hmm. this this thing that that is uh it's like taking you to something that's actually fulfilling
1: yeah mm-hmm. and i think when when we don't know what joy really is and that joy of being used by god we would take those those feelings and emotions that you were talking about earlier the the fear the discomfort yeah and then we'd automatically think that's something bad yeah Whereas like, you can experience all of those things at the same time as having that deeper feeling of satisfaction, fulfillment, sense of like mission or purpose. This is where a lot of these things come to board.
0: Yeah. So I, I think the wrong way to view calling mm-hmm. would be to think, what makes me happy? Right. I'm going to do the things that feel good at mm-hmm. the moment, and that must be what I'm called to do. Mm-hmm. That's actually like following your heart in that way is going to probably take you the wrong way. Right. I know my heart was sort of like a hundred percent wrong. Mm-hmm. Like that's just like the way, <laughs> the way sort of my odds are not really good. Um, And so we're talking about something else. And, and one of the stories that comes to my mind is my, my wife who has a spiritual mm. gift of mercy. Yeah. She feels a heartache for someone. She feels burdened. She feels exhausted. Mm-hmm. There's something where she's, tired like none of those feelings feel good right but then when she starts to apply mercy to someone else and she feels God using her there's actually this deep underlying joy that just doesn't seem to have an end it's like yeah. this reservoir of, of riches she's like pulling out of yeah. something
1: and though yeah. feeling that burden and exhaustion there's still that when there's a opportunity to apply that mercy she can't not do it mm-hmm. she, has, she has to jump in
0: yeah. So the question isn't then like, what are the circumstances and do you like it? Mm-hmm. Nope. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe Jesus didn't like his calling, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like even the, he's like in the garden alone. Maybe you, know, <laughs> you mean,
1: are you saying Jesus didn't like having to be tortured and die?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. We have that intimate view uh-huh. in the garden where he's like, if it's possible, let this pass from yeah. me, but not my will, but yours be done. Mm-hmm. So we're not talking about this easy self-fulfillment kind of stuff. Mm-mm. But we're we're talking about allowing God to use you in a way that's going to end in an ultimate joy that's yeah. greater than any feeling you might have. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And and I, I think that's um like part of our part of our hope for people mm-hmm. is that through the discovery phase that mm-hmm. we just talked about, that they end up in this place where they're going, Okay, God's using me. Yeah. God's God's using me. So um, in getting into that sort of joy s- stage, mm-hmm. What what are some of the activities? Like, what does that
1: look like? Yeah, I think that's where, even though we talked about that feeling of positivity and happiness first, that's actually a part of this stage. I think it's the beginning of it. Mm. I think at first you are, yeah, you're feeling effective. You're serving in an area where your calling is being like lived out. Yeah. And you're like, man, this is awesome. Yeah. And so um, I think that there's even a time where you could feel... Um, even like a high of like, oh, I I want to experience this as much as I can. So you're looking to say yes to a lot of things. I think there's like, um, it's characterized by a lot of eagerness. So that that's a little bit of the discovery and the joy sort of like phases. The yeah, yeah, there's some overlap uh-huh. there. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, so you're paying attention as you're trying different things and mm-hmm. going through these experiences. Yeah. And then noticing like what sort of is resonating with you. Mm-hmm. Like what what is something... more exciting yeah than than the others yeah
1: Mm -hmm. and then i think as you continue to mature in this third stage of joy you start to really be willing to to take bigger risks and swing because you're just confident that like this is you living out who christ made you to be and it's not about it's not about me Mm -hmm. and so it's it's also the i want to um orient my life around this and so you're going to start to instead of just add 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 you're actually going to say no to some things so that you can direct your energy more toward this thing
0: yeah um do you have stories where you felt like you started to experience that joy i'm, I'm curious because i can think back on my calling mm-hmm. when i started um i i, I guess i can uh, Kierkegaard says, life has to be lived forward, but can only be understood looking backward. Mm. So, so as I look backward over my life, I go, oh, I could see those spots where I felt joy. Yeah. But at the time, I couldn't recognize it. Mm-hmm. Right at, at the time, I was just feeling something. And then as I look back over years now, I see perforated through the timeline those joy moments keep showing up. And then yeah. as I look back, I'm like, oh, now I start to see it all. Yeah. Look at it, it, starts to make more sense. You know?
1: Yeah. No, I, I think immediately what comes to mind is coaching for me. Mm-hmm. Um, before, so I'm actually coming up on my 10th uh, year with Resonate staff. Yep. And before that I was doing um, basketball coaching for 10 years prior to that. Yeah. And I used to think while I was basketball coaching, cause that, that was a feeling where it just felt like, Thoughts naturally came to mind, even when I wasn't trying to think of it. Thoughts of, okay, how do I help this player become more effective or yeah. make this adjustment or this strategy for the game and, yeah. and all of these things. It would just c- come into my mind and it, it it was like, I felt great about it. Like, that was what I wanted to think about all the time. And I used to think that it was something about the game of basketball because I also played before that. So you're
0: trying to discern, Uh why do I feel joy in this? It must be basketball because I like basketball. (laughs) Okay.
1: And so when it came to giving up coaching to pursue um, just becoming a part of Resonate Staff and what the Lord had for me there, um, I thought that I would experience great grief of leaving basketball behind. Yeah. And um to my surprise, like yes, there was this rhythm built into my body of like the sound of like sneakers on the gym floor and like this is kind of gross, but like just sweaty, musty gyms, you know? Like yeah. <laughs> that There's was all joy. In me? <laughs> yeah, it, okay. it was just I, I'm not necessarily saying all of I... that, but there was like a comfort to it. Okay. It was okay. it was, yeah, you know, that's like a different <laughs> it was part of my rhythm. And, and then when I left it behind, I actually was shocked that I didn't really miss it that much. Like, yes, I missed the players and the people that I got to see just yeah, take the people. next steps. Yeah. yeah. And like, as I was like helping them figure out and unlock skills, like yeah. I missed that in the basketball context. Yeah. But I was doing that exact same thing, just not with basketball. Yeah. When I, when I came like and was doing middle school ministry and now just doing a lot of equipping stuff now and through that journey it's like oh it was actually i just love coaching i love being in that space where i am like with somebody over time and getting to see um yeah, just like not just like data points here and there, but just over the course of time, like and, and seeing them take different steps, try different things, feel like broken hearted because something didn't work out That's and so then funny. like, like get back in. And yeah. it's like, oh, my gosh. And then it's like, no, you're, it's you're it. now you're it's fun. Even now you're feeling alive as you yeah. think about <laughs> someone
0: you're coaching, going through all that. Yeah. Like, yeah. So what I what I hear you saying is the job that you're playing, the role you're doing, the task you have or your job description. Mm-hmm. Um, might not actually be defining your calling. And right. there could be different aspects of your job. Mm-hmm. Some parts are not really the like who God made you to be part. yeah. But then another part is the who God made you to be part. Mm-hmm. And so you were like, what am I going to miss from coaching?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But then the thing that you were really missing was that part that you look now and you're identifying, oh, God has me as a developer. Like yeah. something I want to build into a person and help them become more, yeah. reach their potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So, the the job itself is too simplistic. Right. You can't be like, "Oh, my calling is to be a writer" or mm-hmm. something like that. Well, no, no. There's actually something deeper—the effect that you have, yeah—and and the joy that you feel while you're having that effect, or yeah. better yet, while God's using you mm-hmm. to cause that effect to happen. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of uh, a mentor of mine was talking about the Apostle Paul. Mm-hmm. And the Apostle Paul is a dude with a very clear calling. Like he, if you just read the New Testament, he's like, <laughs> hey, I'm called to bring the gospel to the Gentiles. That's right. But then the, he ends up in prison. And you would think circumstances would mean, Paul, your your calling has changed now. Yeah. Now you should maybe consider like starting a prison ministry or, you know, something else. But his sense of calling never changed regardless Mm-mm. of his circumstances. So it's like circumstances or job or role, all these things are more surfacey. And calling is more like your spiritual gifts being used, mm-hmm. and something that God wants to do through your life. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I love that. Now, in in thinking about that joy, if you're walking with someone and you're wanting them to start to discover what gives them joy, mm-hmm. what are some things that you would want to do to help that person, or what would that look like?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes it takes a little bit of discipline for me not to um lay on some of the affirmation too soon okay of but just just in like spurts of hey this is the effect that you're having on this room or like yeah and in, and to kind of like be able to ask them questions to help them to to realize the joy that they have so i think it's like a mix between asking someone questions to help them identify self-identify oh yeah, I, I do feel really alive when that happens. And then also with the outside voice of me saying, hey, I see this in you. I see like this is how you are. This is what how the room changes when you enter it. Those kinds of things.
0: Yeah. I, I love that because our voice is more powerful than we than we think. Mm-hmm. There, there's like a way, I, maybe even the body of Christ is meant to be that sounding board and that yeah, affirmation totally. for each other. Because the it, Satan, the enemy... Wants to tell you all kinds of lies, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want you to live in your calling. He doesn't want you, the the purpose of your life to be realized. Mm-hmm. He, and um, I was talking with uh, a young man who's wanting to go into ministry, mm. and he was talking about comparing to others and just feeling a little lost in in that, and not realizing like that God actually uses him. He, he was saying, "Oh, I don't feel comfortable on the platform." Mm. But he's not seeing himself where he does feel comfortable. And so I just started asking him questions about where he feels like when, when he's doing something, where yeah. does he find uh, an excitement in it? Where does he feel like he was helping someone or doing something worthwhile? And just even that process, a dialogue, mm-hmm. asking him a few questions and letting him talk was I could see he was like, ah, like <laughs> it's like he's seeing himself better. Yeah. Because he had a, f- a friend that would listen mm. and, and take the time to just investigate. Yeah. So genuinely curious. And and then he started to go, I am joyful when I do that. You mm-hmm. know, it became became clearer to yeah.
1: him. Yeah. I, I think the- another great thing to do is to help someone stay on the line, so to speak. Because I think it's really easy to keep going at something that, that you're trying. Because maybe someone affirmed in you at some point. I, I think... I think this might be a gifting for you yeah and and yet you enter productive struggle yeah and the struggle part sucks <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> that's a
0: necessary part uh-huh. though, right and, yeah.
1: and like to yeah just be that person to not just say keep going although keep going is good but to to really help that person remember why yeah and or to, again asking questions is always in style yeah um is is this thing that you're trying to do? Is it worth doing poorly on the way to doing well? Yeah. Like, and if it's yes, then like, dude, let's freaking go.
0: Yeah, I I think too. There's a part where if we're helping people, and they're trying to figure out what the per, what, what's God's plan for my life. Yeah. Um. Sometimes they're believing a lie from something they heard before mm. that gets them stuck. Yeah. So other times they need to stay at it longer, right? And so there there's really like. Um, I, I would tell someone, don't feel pressure to have all wisdom and feel like you have <laughs> to know that. Just uh, c- keep coming back to the idea that we're on a journey mm-hmm. and God wants you to discover more of his heart on this journey. And so instead of trying to define, oh, no, that's a lie, so don't believe that, or define like, no, that you have to stay the course. You, mm-hmm. you started that, so keep going. The, a part of it is like just even inquiring like, where do you feel most alive? Mm-hmm. And, and just let that journey start coming out. Yeah. Going, okay, yeah, it's a process yeah. for all of us.
1: And I think we have to be okay with asking some of the same questions as we walk with someone. Because I know sometimes I feel the pressure to come up with, like, new and novel questions each time. Because yeah. I don't want to, like, Ooh. bore the person or make them... Sometimes I, I believe a lie that I'm they, they're going to feel like I'm being patronizing if I ask the same question. Yeah. But yeah, like that question that you just asked of like, where do you feel most alive? That's a great one to Mm -hmm. repeat. Because I know for me, that answer has changed several times over the years. Yeah. Sometimes even within the week. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. enough. So yeah, I think that to be able to ask the same questions, if, if my goal is like how it's about me helping you, then I'm gonna feel that pressure. Yeah. But if it's really about me helping you discover yes and and i just really want you to discover who god's creating you to be then it's like oh well i just want to then help scott process yeah and so if it's that Mm -hmm. same question and then it's easy to compare and contrast what you said before it's like oh you know what i've asked you that like maybe fifteen times over this past year, and you've said the same thing every yeah, that's time. It's a data point. Yeah. yeah, that's right. It's like, isn't that interesting? I love
0: what you're saying because you're saying it's not that you would have to control the outcome for right. someone. Instead, you're sort of journeying with them mm-hmm. as they find it, as they discover yep. it. Right. Yeah. Rather than making it happen for them. Yeah. Right. Okay. That I think that's great. Now, what about the fourth step? Because we we're, we're moving along. Uh, there, there's this progression from awakening to discovery and then you start to feel this joy but we didn't stop the journey there why why mm-hmm. does it why does the journey continue to a fourth step
1: yeah well because like even in the great commandment when it's it's go and make disciples yep you know and it and Matthew in our mission it's yep. disciples who make disciples right yep. so a disciple by nature is someone who who helps someone else to not just become a disciple, but to make a disciple. And so calling is totally part of discipleship. They are interwoven. They they cannot be broken.
0: (laughs) I I love that Uh because it's almost like discipleship is learning to say yes to Jesus. Yeah. And calling is learning to say yes to Jesus.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. There's like
0: a big overlap yeah Yeah.
1: i mean because how when you try to think about what's the difference between saying yes to jesus or yes to the purposes of jesus it's like well they're really stinking close (laughs) maybe the same
0: (laughs) yeah and and so yeah maybe that's just like a part of defining it like the there is a parallel uh, of discipleship but Mm -hmm. the the idea that um a disciple isn't just made for themselves like Mm -hmm. they're part of being a disciple yeah is helping other people to become disciples. That's right. And without that, you're maybe not a disciple. Yeah, Yeah. totally. And so there's a part of calling where it's not... Whatever purpose God is going to have for your life Mm -hmm. won't be for you alone. Totally. It, It never is for you alone.
1: That if the salvation and the Jesus that you have doesn't involve you... Wanting that for other people, perhaps that's not the same salvation yeah. in Jesus that we have. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's not that's not the real Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that's exactly exactly what stage four is all about, and just helping other people realize, like, hey, you too have a specific, irreplaceable purpose. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. And I, I think a part of it too is when when you're starting to find that joy in using your gift and your your. Yeah your purpose is being lived out you'll find that it the joy is actually increased when when it because it's an ob it's another person that it's applied yeah. to you know like this is where i use the mercy gift example like mercy is meant to be applied to a person mm-hmm. right if you just have it on your own you just ache right right but then when you apply it to someone else you feel joy <laughs> right you're like oh like you just cried with them and and there was some some kind of connection that took place yeah. And, uh, so, so it's like the gift self-contained, mm-hmm. uh, it's almost like fruit on a tree that's never eaten. Yeah. And and there's something about the sharing and the giving that's life-giving to others. Yeah. And that increases even our own experience. Of yeah. It.
1: Mm-hmm. And yet there's something so counterintuitive to our natural, just flesh experience. Because when I hit something good, like if I have a favorite candy at the store, And I know that there's only like limited offering of it. When I go, I'm going to buy it out. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to hoard it Uh for myself. Yeah. And, and I think that's just like the natural human experience. Like that's what we want because we think in terms of finite things. Yeah. But when it comes to purpose, like there, my, my purpose is only enhanced by yours. Yeah. And there, and there's plenty of, purpose to go around (laughs) because yeah god is infinite and so therefore his purposes are too yeah and so um i think that even that like mental shift is like huge in terms of just wanting to walk in stage four yeah yeah
0: Yeah, i like it and uh it it lines up completely with jesus's teaching where he says anyone who wants to save his life will lose it Mm. but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it yeah even to eternal life There's, there's something as we're giving our life away, we're going to, we actually experience more of Christ's life. Yeah. Right. And I, I love too, the idea of like your, your calling helps me to see like, there's like the synergy that's taking place. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that, I mean, we're not trying to make this case biblically, but Mm -hmm. that's, why does he have a body of Christ where everyone has different gifts? Mm Mm-hmm he he doesn't give all the gifts to one person nope. in spiritual gifts and and in uh, it's like 1 Corinthians 12 the 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 parts of the body are yes. not the same no nope. on purpose mm-hmm. and there's something of the unity of working together that is better for the whole and gives glory to Jesus mm-hmm. rather than any any person so so as we are Needing each other and finding our unique parts, mm-hmm. like oh, I'm a hand, I do this, mm-hmm. you know, and someone else is like, "Well, I'm a nose," you know, like those different parts working together. It, the the body functions yeah. more. There's more unity. There's more humility.
1: And there's not a time that we aren't imaging God more closely than when we are coming together and 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 working as different but as one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So uh, some mistakes you can make then is like, oh, because I do this, then I need everyone else to do the thing that I do. Yeah. Right. Or start judging people based (laughs) on whether they can do what you do really well. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're never going to get their calling Mm -hmm. and you're going to miss out on joy. Yeah. But instead to like in humility go, oh, that person, I see God using them Mm -hmm. in that way. And that's like marvelous, you know. So like the, the young man I was talking about, like, oh, then he can celebrate someone else who does something differently. Yeah. And realize too, at the very same time, the same God who made that other person has made him. Yeah, and he has a part.
1: Totally, and I think I think another thing that that just happens too, uh, even like a sticky point, is when we f- do feel that joy, we want to feel that high over and over again. And so sometimes, if I do meet someone who has a similar kind of gifting, or if it if I'm thinking it's a role. And they have gifting that would slot well in the role that I'm playing. Yeah, yeah. Then it's like, well, gosh, in order to fully activate this person, that means I have to give up my oh, spot yeah. and yep. give it to them. Yeah. And but then that means I don't get that thing as much, right? And and I think that that can happen really easily. Mm-hmm. And honestly, in a functional way, that's why we are about church planting. Yeah. Because big picture, yeah. Macro, yep. mm-hmm. There's there is never truly a shortage. Because, like, discipleship doesn't end until Jesus appears again. Yeah. And so, <laughs> like, we we have to keep fighting to make disciples, and church planting is a huge way that we see that lived out. And when I'm giving up my, quote, unquote, like, my spot, I think we see that synonymously with, like, I'm giving up on my calling. But that's mm-hmm. not true. That's only true if calling is actually a role. Mm-hmm. and But it's not. And so, like... The reality is like, would you take that risk to activate somebody else to maybe even a role that you have and that you're stepping back? Yeah. And and I think God then has something more for us too of just like how, no, your calling isn't this role.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's neat that that's always been his plan. Mm-hmm. Like he blesses Abraham to be a blessing to others, right? He calls the people of Israel to be his people, to, be his, like, the, to, to like bring the Messiah to the world. And yeah. then he's, he's even calling the church, he calls us the royal priesthood. Mm-hmm. You know? Like there's something like we're, we're called, to help someone else realize God wants to use them yeah. too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Always that plan.
1: And that that is the real calling. <laughs> that is the real calling. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yep. Um, then I, I guess if we're just gonna try and bring this down to like some practical stuff, we've, mm-hmm. we've talked about a definition of calling, some different steps that you might go through in, in discovering that. Um, what what is something if if we wanted to get practical and we mm-hmm. want to encourage people who are maybe somewhere on this journey? Right, Or maybe feeling a little lost or believing a lie. Like, you know, God doesn't, I don't, maybe God doesn't even have a plan for me. Mm -hmm. What are are some encouragements we would offer them?
1: Yeah, I think I just want to first throw out the reminder that these stages that we're talking about, aren't these like step-by-step, like, well, steps, I just literally said step by step, but steps that you have to go through and that you progress through it in the same way that you would try to get promotions in a job. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. yeah.
0: Don't think of it as a destination. Mm-hmm. I have to hit that mile marker and then I can start the next mile. Yeah. Instead, you're just walking on a journey and you're trying to think what could I anticipate mm-hmm. on this journey.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I think because it's and and perhaps like the most important part of like walking with somebody is to remember that it really is just your job to to walk. Yeah. I think um we were we had a meeting earlier today and you said that it's basically getting to see Jesus perform miracles. Like you yeah. just get to watch him do that. Yeah, and yeah. That, that's really what this journey is as you're yeah. walking with somebody else. Yep. And so if it's that, then it, it doesn't matter even what stage you're in. Yep. So can someone who's in like more the discovering of like their calling and maybe you're experiencing discovering, does that mean you can't walk somebody else through their calling? No, not at all. Yeah. Because if it's about watching Jesus do miracles and you're really just walking with somebody yeah, that doesn't, there's no like stage qualification yeah, there.
0: I'd almost say discipleship is whatever God's actively doing in you mm-hmm. is the thing he wants to transfer to yeah. someone else. So whatever you are in that mm-hmm. journey of like, ah, oh, I'm trying to figure out what God's purpose is for my life. Wherever you are in that journey is the part, like that's the stage that God wants to use. That thing that he's doing in you mm-hmm. right now is the thing that he wants and it doesn't mean you have to answer it. Right. You have to have everything perfectly figured out. You know, I'm, I, I'm 50. I don't think I have everything perfectly figured <laughs> out. You could ask me. I know some of the things that God has shown me where I get joy. Mm. But I, I'm like, what's my calling? I mean, yeah, I, I, I feel like there's always questions. There's mm-hmm. always lies that Satan wants to throw at us. So instead, just trusting what he's doing in your heart, he wants to use for someone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would encourage people too as we think about this. We're entering into it's a, a series. There's there's like a, a vision yeah. where we as a church are gonna be talking about these things, how God calls his people for his purpose. Mm-hmm. And and to think that um we each uh we each are a part of that plan. Mm-hmm. You know? So one the truth God has a plan for you, and two we can, we can be actually be a part of helping the people around us,, yeah. you know? um, thinking even just being generous with our affirmations. Yeah. I, I love the vocabulary to say, when, you're, when you do th- I see God using you when you do this. Mm-hmm. I, I see God using you. And I'm like, oh man, I, I, like, that's the kind of affirmation I want, Not just like I add a boy or a good job, but like, where do you see God using mm-hmm. someone? Then we're actually helping people enter further into these kind of, what is His purpose for my life? Yeah, you know, discovery.
1: And yeah. I and I really want to just encourage, well, myself and just other people. The people that you have the most frequency with is also a pretty good clue about who you should walk with in yeah. in this calling journey. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's I, I think a lot of times I overthink it, and then I my like, God, I need you to like tell me who you would want me to walk with at this time. And so I pray, and I'm waiting for God to just like. Show like a name in my head, or like pop, give me a face, like in my mind right now, or make me like magically land on their like Instagram page or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. one of those things. But it's like he's telling us generally by who is exactly in our lives. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah.
0: That's good. Yeah, as you're sharing, I'm just thinking through like a summary of each of the four steps, mm. right? Like it begins with the awakening. If you're in that stage, don't be discouraged that you're not in another one. Mm -hmm. Just be like, oh, maybe I should be really curious and ask lots of questions in the awakening stage, right? Mm -hmm. If you're in the discovery stage, maybe you should try a bunch of stuff. Just like serve everywhere you can, (laughs) you know, or invite people to serve with you everywhere, you know. Um, If you're in the joy, then like pay attention to what makes you feel alive. Mm And if you're in the activation, then look at the people around you that you can encourage yeah. and speak to. And who can
1: you bring along with yeah, you? Yeah,
0: exactly. Mm-hmm. Invite into the adventure. Yeah. Right? This this journey of figuring out uh, what is God's purpose for my life? What mm-hmm. is God's will for my life? Mm-hmm. How do I know my calling? Um, the good news is there's someone who knows your calling. Mm. And he loves you. Yes. And he wants to talk to you. And so we have this hope that because Jesus is both so sovereign and big, but he's also so personal and real that he'll speak to you. And that's our hope and prayer for this podcast.